Greetings, everyone. I'm excited to have David Weisman, CEO and co-founder of Humankind on the show today. David, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. Appreciate your time. So let's kick this off. Tell us a little bit about your background in SaaS and technology. Yeah, sure. So uh, I've been primarily in e-commerce uh, for the last 23, 24 years. Um, I cut my teeth in the SaaS industry before it really was SaaS. Uh, I was with a company called GSI Commerce, which was pre-Shopify, pre-Demandware, Salesforce. We were the largest e-commerce technology and services firm powering uh, hundreds of brands and retailers. And you know every single one of GSI's former clients uh, for both technology fulfillment, call center, and and but our our technology was SaaS, wasn't called that back then. And so I was there for ten years um, and and had a senior role in customer success. We didn't call it that either. We called it like account management. That's how yep. much I predate all the modern terms. Um, and that company we sold to eBay, uh, and it actually was the predecessor to Fanatics and Kinetic and Michael Rubin. He was CEO of GSI Commerce and took that. Uh, and continued on with it. Um, I spent a decent amount of time on the consumer side as well, right, uh, of e-commerce. Um, a couple startups, but most notably, I was hired by Target um, to help them get more innovative in digital in 2015. It was actually a pretty cool uh, role that they had carved out. They were going to hire entrepreneur operators around their six key merchandise categories and unleash us kind of like an EIR. Um, and I was the guinea pig. I was in the beauty vertical and they had also acquired a business, a nine figure business called Derm Store. So they're like, run that and do your thing. Mix it up, buy companies, start new ideas uh, and really encouraged me to, to help them innovate. And it was at that experience that ultimately I came up with the seed of an idea for humankind. Uh, I actually ended up leaving Target and starting the predecessor to humankind as a direct to consumer business. And uh, that wasn't the game plan, but I figured it out. I was kind of the first client. And so humankind is so much of a pivot to B2B, back to B2B um, in, in the vertical that we're in. So I tested it out and learned it and iterated with my own brand and my own sandbox and then took all those learnings and pivoted uh, to humankind, not technically pivoted mm -hmm. just for the record, but on my journey um, and that was uh, amazingly powerful for for the early success that we're having. Oh, that's great! Yeah, amazing uh, experience there. You know, in the the ecom and then Target and retail. Uh, so tell us, yeah, tell us about Humankind. What does Humankind do? Sure, Humankind is a concierge personal shopper experience, digitally and primarily with the communication through SMS through text message. So the way we look at the world is e-commerce is a do-it-yourself shopping activity, right? And I've been part of the industry for a long time. We build these websites, we give them to consumers. We're like, here you go, Ben, it's all there. Go figure it out, leave me alone. And that doesn't always work uh, for consumers. Sometimes they need help. They might not know the vertical all that well. They're busy. There's actually a data point that's been around for a while that it takes a consumer seven visits to an e-commerce site before they buy. It's a lot of work. And so what we enable is that beautiful in-store personal shopper experience, probably like you would get at Nordstrom. Mm -hmm. um, and we enable that online in a really lightweight, easy fashion for consumers where they can text a brand advisor expert um, 
and have that relationship and the advisor will virtually run around the store and put together recommendations of what you should buy. And it all happens really beautifully uh, between the, the web and SMS. And so our platform handles the entirety of that experience for both consumers, but more importantly, the salespeople on the brand side. Uh, we help them do this consistently, delightfully, and most importantly, scalably, because humans don't scale all that well, but we figured out the right bespoke platform, the right combination of real humans and under the hood technology to assist that human to build this into a really beautiful customer experience where uh, customers are thrilled and the KPIs are through the roof. Mm -hmm. So tell us, I want to nail this use case. So say busy executive, you know, got some trips coming up, want some new clothes. So would they come onto the platform and then they're hooked up with this advisor? And then is the advisor part of say Nordstrom's or just this independent advisor who helps them? Yeah, so I'll give you a client of ours, Saucony, the, the running mm -hmm. shoe. So you might be on their website poking around, looking at shoes. You'll see, and this is up to the brand, this new sales channel. You'll see a promotion for it, a link, uh, unsure what to buy, text with a running expert, and let us help you figure it out. So it'll pique your interest as you're showing intent. You'll start there. You'll start with a quiz. You'll fill out some information. What kind of runner? Are you a trail runner or whatnot? At the end of that funnel online, you'll enter your phone number and then the relationship between one of Saucony's sales advisors, running advisors, will text you on your phone and start a short text-based consultation to get to know you, maybe unpack your data in the quiz. You might've gotten it wrong, maybe because mm -hmm. you're not a running expert or whatnot, and really get to know what your needs are. At the end of that short text-based consultation, the sales advisor says, okay, Ben, I got it. I know what you're looking for. I'm going to go offline for a few minutes and I'm going to assemble some really thoughtful recommendations for you. This is all, the sales advisor is never on their phone. They're always using the Humankind platform. And using the Humankind platform, they'll assemble a custom landing page for you with your recommendations, with content on why the different options might be the ones you want. Um, now you'll get that by text and email. So you can open it up on different devices. Now, the beauty of the text relationship is the line is always hot. There's no hanging up. So mm -hmm. that relationship can continue two directions. And so if you have more questions about your landing page, a lot of times what people want is, oh, now can you add more? I love this experience. And so the sales advisor can add more items. Or at any moment, you can take those items on your custom landing page. I want the first one, the third one, the fourth one. Hit add to cart. It'll sweep them all into the Saucony e-commerce cart, the normal checkout, mm -hmm. and you can buy from there. Now, what's really cool about it is for most e-commerce journeys, that's the end of the journey. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. But the way we built the platform, the capabilities, the customer experience, the technology, and leveraging the fact, right, SMS, the line is always hot. There's really no hanging up, is we don't look at that as the end of the journey. We look at that as the beginning of the relationship and extending that relationship post-purchase obviously, hopefully stretching the LTVs, the brand voice is the holy grail in retail. And that is unprecedented in any other form of shopping to have that kind of intimate connectivity. Um, and that's really what's exciting that powers the end-to-end -end, uh, experience and hopefully stretching the LTVs is, is really the honey and the hive. 
Yeah, really interesting. So is your technology then embedded in Saucony's site? So I go to Saucony's site and then I see that uh, pop mm -hmm. up to engage with that advisor. Yeah, it's it's lightweight. It's a CTA. It's yeah. it's an overlay. You would never know that you're you know hitting our servers or their mm -hmm. servers, but it's intentionally a very lightweight implementation and customer experience uh, to make it easier for brands to get live and get going and see mm -hmm. metrics right away. Yeah, but for the for paradigm sense, you're you're spot on. Yeah. So I assume Sockney gets a lot of web traffic. So what's the engagement? So is that available to every single shopper who comes to their site and they have that option to engage with the the Sockney advisor then? Yeah, that's that, that's absolutely right. I mean, it, it's it where we're seeing amazing results is we're taking ordinary shoppers and supercharging them into loyalists because I think we'd all agree that loyalty is at its highest when you have great experiences. And this is a great experience every single time. And so we're turning ordinary customers into, into top decile loyalists and they spend more, uh, they buy more often. Uh, so even though you have to spend money and invest time and energy into these users, it pays off in droves. I love that. Is that a tagline? Turn, take ordinary shoppers, turn them into brand loyalists. I love that. That's it. I don't know. I'll have to talk to my head of marketing. Yeah, yeah, we'll, uh, yeah. I use it a lot, but uh, if you, if it hits your funny bone, then maybe we should. Yeah, that's it. That, hurry that's up and trademark on. it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk some stats. So, what year did you found Humankind? Yeah. So the company was was founded in early 2021. Um, we're part of the High Alpha Studio network. I partnered with High Alpha, which is a venture studio, to uh, to take the learnings that I had from my predecessor, which was a direct-to-consumer business that I was running, um, and turned it into a B2B platform. And I chose to go with High Alpha because they're an accelerant, much more than an accelerator or an incubator. They really get uh, into the uh, into the weeds of the business and provide real uh, sweat equity into this to help you get out of the gate faster. So we started in 2021 and we launched our first client, I want to say July of 2021. So pretty quickly, we built a platform and mm -hmm. got out into market pretty quickly. Okay, that's great. So founded early 2021, first client around July 2021. And where were you primarily located then? Yeah, well, I'm based in Los Angeles and, you know, mm -hmm. like right in the middle of the pandemic started this company and I had thought I would just build the company in Los Angeles and mm -hmm. realize that the world uh, had very quickly changed. So uh, after our first few hires, we realized that the market was going to dictate that we would be remote. And so now we're a remote company. So we've mm -hmm. got employees all over the world, actually, um, right now. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's the common theme with the founders I'm talking to is is uh, it just it started you know kind of virtual and just you know staying virtual and remote. So yeah. So tell us about your team size. How many employees uh, staff do you have? Yeah, so we just uh, reached 17 uh, right now. Uh, you know, heavily weighted towards engineering and product. I want to say we probably have 10 in that area. Uh, with the latest capital raise, we brought on a head of sales, head of marketing. Uh, so we're really leaning into go to market, which mm -hmm. had been mostly on my shoulders uh, for the first uh, year and change. So we're we're hitting that next stage, mm -hmm. that seed level stage, right? What is it? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, Pre-seed is build it, seed is nail it, and then eventually we get to A is scale it. So we're mm -hmm. in that nail it phase right now. Yeah, that's great. So 17 employees. And 
So yeah, tell us, you mentioned go-to-market motion, you know, head of sales, head of marketing, you know, tell us about your go-to-market motion. You know, is it that outbound sales motion, content, SEO, you know, tell us how you're acquiring customers. Yeah. So initially it was, it was tapping into my network, right? I've been in e-commerce for 23 years. Mm-hmm. I hadn't sold up anybody. I've been on the consumer side mm-hmm. for the last bunch of years. So it was, um, it wasn't so much personal relationships I had. It was personal relationships that I had with someone who had with mm-hmm. a brand. And so I, I really leveraged my network to get warm intros mm-hmm. uh, to different brands and retailers, really looking to mine initially those uh, innovators, those who are leaning in to wanting to try uh, new experiences. Mm-hmm. Now, serendipitously, the trends in the market really gave us and are still giving us massive tailwinds, right? Um, iOS 14 has really changed acquisition marketing for brands, right? It's obviously we're seeing Facebook, I think, laid off 11,000 people today. Mm-hmm. And so brands are looking at their existing traffic and customer base and looking to mine them, higher conversions, higher average order value, higher LTVs. That plays well with our strength. Um and so we had a lot of tailwinds and because we're easy to implement, that was something I was very keen on making part of our product, having been a buyer of technology for a long time. Um, it's pretty lightweight to get going um, and pretty easy to get going. And so we were looking for folks who are fast movers, more innovative uh, companies. And you'd be surprised, I would say f- Three, four years ago, you wouldn't get big brands would never hit that list. And I think Mm -hmm. because the cost of technologies come down and uh, I think the innovation for SaaS in general, and I think you're probably seeing this across all industries, you're getting big brands are getting more innovative. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we we have Unilever, our first clients, Unilever, Olaplex, Saucony is part of Wolverine Worldwide, TaylorMade Golf. Um, And I would say four years ago, you'd probably have a really hard time trying to to get them to to lean into something new like this. Okay, all right. Yeah, that's great. So you recently announced a, uh, it was a seed round 4.2 raise, is that right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, and so tell us, uh, so it sounds like now deploying some of that capital to your go-to-market motion, sales, marketing, had, you know, hiring some folks. Uh, what did you see as, as triggers milestones that said, hey, we're ready to raise this and deploy this? Yeah, I, you know, we 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 got early traction and real ARR um, right out of the gate by signing some of those clients. We did not give away the platform for free. Um, mm-hmm. Part of that was strategic. Part of it was there was decent launch costs until we built out a more repeatable mm-hmm. launch process. And candidly, we just started that way and we didn't have to give it away for free. And so we were signing 12 month deals, you know, with, with five figure ARR right out of the ACB, right out of the gate. And so um, that was a pretty powerful narrative to go to market, to raise money, how quickly we'd come out of the gate Um, and and keep in mind. And, 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 you know, just to be fair, like I kind of was the first client for three years. And so I had done this for myself which was everything to our success because Mm -hmm. it was my brand and my sandbox. And so I could iterate. And if I had to do that, um, 
with a brand like Unilever, hey, try this, try this, mm -hmm. try this. They wouldn't go for it. So I got a lot of that out of the way and I really figured it out. And so that was a propellant for us to come out of the gate. And that's part of our, uh, our success also with signing clients, but also getting out of the gate and getting amazing KPIs mm -hmm. right, now, uh, right away. So it was a pretty powerful narrative to bring to the market. If you look at the, the real history of, of, of humankind and how we mm -hmm. got here. Okay, so ARR out right of the gate, which is great. So tell us about your your pricing model. Is this kind of a usage number of advisors engaged? Tell us how the, the pricing works. Yeah, so simply it's a it's a platform fee. It's a license fee, a monthly uh, subscription, depending on the size of the business and how much uh, usage we expect of the platform. And then as they grow and use the platform more because we're a sales channel, it means they're driving more revenues. And so we take a very tiny performance-based fee as they grow, like the first tier is free, it's part of the platform fee. And as they grow, we take a small percentage of sales as a win-win way to grow together. We didn't wanna do it on number of seats mm -hmm. because the platform is intended to help all our clients can be profitable doing this. And so we don't want to mm -hmm. have our interests misaligned, like, mm -hmm. you know, add more seats because what we're building in is a lot of technology to make each seat more efficient and more profitable. That's our North Star. So we didn't do it that way. We didn't do it on number of text messages because we want, we're super passionate about the end customer experience. That is, uh, I'm super passionate, maybe mm -hmm. too sensitive about it sometimes, mm -hmm. but um, if it's, a hundred messages back and forth or 20, I don't mm -hmm. care. I want them to be incentivized to give a great experience. And so we didn't want to financially penalize uh, that way. So the, the model is pretty clean and it's um, high alpha helped a lot strategically. And I think we got it mostly right. I'm sure we'll tweak it a little bit on the way sure. we have a little bit, but uh, um, it seems to be resonating and it's pretty, pretty clear. We can draw a very easy PL. To show our clients what profitability looks like and it's you know it's pretty easy to hit profitability yeah okay makes sense so platform fee plus a performance-based fee once they get past that free tier makes sense and then raising the 4.2 uh what lessons did you learn along that that fundraising route that you can share with with founders listening today yeah I, you know some of the obvious things are um is to lean on warm intros um, mm -hmm. is really from other CEOs and co-founders. If you have that network, that's the best way to get, uh, to get in with the right, uh, with the right motion, um, is probably one of the more profound. <laughs> the other thing is, and I, I, I'm curious to your opinion, but mm -hmm. this is an open debate is, um, I've had some friends tell me only talk to partners, never talk to Partners, maybe principals, never talk to associates. And it's not a snooty thing. Mm -hmm. It's just, what's the line? If you're not a, the, anybody below a partner, they can't say yes, but they can say no. Mm -hmm. So uh, so that's an interesting debate. Mm -hmm. And I'm not sure I'm there yet. And it's not an elitist thing. It's just sometimes uh, the, the job security of, uh, my brother's a VC, so I had this debate mm -hmm. with him the other day and he didn't agree with me. So he's like, don't do that because associates can be uh, very influential. But but mm -hmm. you can sometimes, the conversations are 
different and expedited uh, when you when you have a more senior contact. Mm -hmm. You know, I wish uh, I wish VCs would give more credence maybe to the associates because I don't want I'm not an elitist mm -hmm. and I want to support everybody in their career, but it it does feel kind of that way. Yeah, well, like yeah, same debate with the, with the outbound sales motion, right? Do you work your way up the the title rank to get to that decision maker, or yeah. do you try to hit the decision maker first? Yeah, so yeah, you know, debates both ways. And so at your stage, right? Probably, you know, you know, founded in twenty twenty one, raised the seed as you were pitching investors. You know, probably not too much data yet. You know, maybe get you know early traction. You know, was it was it about the story? The vision, the addressable market, what you're trying to solve. What what was that big selling point that investors could latch on to? Because you're still pretty early on. Yeah, for those that understood e-commerce and really understood it intimately, that was uh, that was powerful, right? Because um, the challenges that e-commerce businesses are having, and knowing that, and knowing how important customer experience and LTVs are to them, those are the easier conversations. Those that didn't know it as well applied more of a SaaS lens to it. Um, I mean, it's funny, there's, there's, there's real data out there that consumers hate bots and you know it. And it's like, you get violently shaking heads that consumer hate, hate bots, but some investors that were very, uh, technologically focused would argue me on it that, oh, you're too much of a human. You need to be automated. And um, that made me chuckle because I had spoken to probably 50, 100 brands by then, and they probably had spoken to none. Mm -hmm. And the irony of applying a, you know, VC technology lens without the intimacy of, of knowing the vertical um, you know, pointed that that wasn't the right VC for me, but also mm -hmm. um, if you can find folks that have the intimacy with your vertical, um, you can shortcut a lot and you don't have to sell on the core ideas hard mm -hmm. and try to convince someone that bots, people want to talk to real humans and don't like bots. Um, so that was, that was a, 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 you know, one of the learnings is, is, if you can find the right match. Now it's not so easy because depending on your your vertical, they might, you know, you're, you 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 may be talking to generalists, they may have a brand in it and you might have the wrong partner. But um the more research you can do to try and pinpoint this is what I've done in sales. My go-to-market is the same as VC is I would find uh a fund that I thought had similar businesses, non-competitive. I tr literally research who was the partner who was mm -hmm. on those businesses. Okay, go to LinkedIn. Who do I know? Who do I know? And try to network my way in to get that person. And I I, uh, I had success doing that. Um, and so it's a lot more work uh, to do that, but I think you'll pay off if you can find uh, the, the right person. Yeah, definitely a common theme with founders is finding those investors who truly understand your space, not just, hey, I get SaaS, I get technology, but yeah, yeah, your niche within that technology space. So common theme. So as we wrap up today, uh, David, what's next for your company? What's coming up that's exciting for humankind? Yeah, sorry. I do want to tell you a little bit of a funny oh, story sure. on that thread yeah. is my lead investor is a fund called Strand Equity. 
um, they are all consumer. Mm -hmm. And I went to them with my sales hat on and to pitch them because they have brands and they started asking me about the business mm -hmm. and then invited me into their office and ultimately said, uh, hey, we've been investing only in consumer, but we see B2B and SaaS, obviously better mm -hmm. margins, passing us by. Mm -hmm. We want in. And so it was serendipitous um, that I came out of it, you know, selling a, a yeah. equity fund, a growth, a small growth equity fund to try and get access to their clients. And they became my lead investor. And it's yeah. a great relationship. So anyhow, you, you, you never know where, uh, where it can come from. Um, but sorry. So yeah, no, I yeah, appreciate again. that. Yeah, that's no, that's a really interesting angle that they're like pivoting, seeing that growth in, in SaaS. So yeah. So tell us, yeah, what's, what's uh, upcoming and next and exciting for humankind? Yeah, I, we, you know, we're in the, uh, the, the nail it phase, right. Or, you know, mm -hmm. um, and so the, the sort of the North stars are obviously growth, go gobble up the demand that we're seeing in the marketplace while at the same time readying the platform for that demand. So mm -hmm. I had mentioned earlier that um, the initial launches, right, were, were kind of manual. Mm -hmm. And now we're moving to a place where uh, there are no code and they can be done without engineering effort mm -hmm. in, in many cases. And so we're readying our platform for that um, while we're um, while we're getting uh, our sales and marketing motion going and the pipeline's starting to fill up. So it should crest nicely together uh, at the same time. Um, and at, at we're having great success with our early clients and renewals because obviously that's a huge part of the narrative of nailing it. You sign these early clients, are they uh, doubling down? Are they, you know, are they adding additional brands? Are you growing the, the, the ACV? Uh, are you renewing them? And mm -hmm. so we're having success there. So it's, we're having, we're having a, a good streak right now um, and focused, I think, in the right areas of, of getting all those pieces in place. I think the next 60 days is really about getting ready for scale mm -hmm. um, because with sales and marketing and bringing in those leads, you could get to a place where you could drown and I don't want to spend too much money on just excessive headcount to keep it all flowing. I want to have a happy medium of uh, having the, the platform ready for, yeah. for that growth. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. That's exciting. So really appreciate you sharing your story, your background. And if listeners want to learn more about your company online, where should I send them? Yeah, sure. The URL is um, gethumankind.com. Uh, it's probably the best place. Um, we're revamping it a little bit like everything mm -hmm. else we're doing, but yep. uh, yeah, that's the best place to find out some, some information and reach out from there. All right. sounds good. So take a look at what David's doing at gethumankind.com. And David, really appreciate your time and sharing your story. Awesome. Thanks for having me today, Ben.